Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. Our guest today, Vice President of Insurance and Customer Education, Rob Froning. Rob, as we uh, look at these uh, grain markets here, uh, we're, we are seeing uh, a market that just kind of flat all the time here. We, we, we're holding lows, but we don't want to go higher either. That is that is true, and and we did get a little unfortunate news here in the, in the most recent reports where we had a little more production than we originally expected, uh, mainly on the corn and soybeans, and the, the market didn't react real great to that. Um, so it's it's been kind of a soft market here on the grain side of things. Um, you know, we're we're heading towards the the February average for crop insurance, so I know some people are a little nervous about what kind of insurance guarantees we get with these levels, but, you know, the market just, we, we haven't been able to find a lot of bullish news. Um, even in, uh, you know, the South America reports, we thought we were, they're decreasing their production, but they didn't decrease as much as the market was expecting. So that was uh, not necessarily uh, in our favor. And so we just uh, continue the markets, like you said, kind of sideways to slightly down. We're just, we're just trying to find some, some good news here. Um, unfortunately, the only good news is there seems to be a little more unrest in certain parts of the world. Uh, and we never like to see that, whether it's the Middle East or Russia, Ukraine, but um, that does create some volatility, which may create some opportunity. But it's uh, really we're we're just really struggling to get this thing turned around. Yeah, we've been kind of thinking about that ever since the oh, first started with the Black Sea issues, uh, with uh, uh, the Russia-Ukraine thing. Expecting maybe some some business coming our way, never really materialized. I think kind of the same thing happening now with kind of the Red Sea issue too, isn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of is, and, and the market almost got numb to it. You know, they, they started reacting right away when some of this stuff was, was fresh and when it first kind of started happening, especially in the Ukraine and Russia deal. But uh, as it continues, we're nearing, what, two years now? I think it's coming up on the two-year anniversary from when Russia first attacked. And some of this stuff, I think the, the market just said, well, we're going to wait until we actually see an effect on some of the, the bushels and where they may or may not be moving and, and how that's going to affect So. Yeah, the market's a little bit numb to it. I'm not saying it's not watching it, but it's just not reacting nearly as quick as it has in the past. And uh, that we'll have to wait and see if, if some continued unrest or if it gets worse happens, will the market react? And that's that's just a matter of time and, and kind of hurry up and wait. How does that impact like what you do with uh, marketing plans for your customers? You know, and we're, we're coming off of a couple of years of, of pretty good prices. And so uh, I say we, we don't look at that as a specific item. It's one um, factor in what's going on in the market. And I think when uh, we're talking to producers and what they're doing on their farm, I mean, we have to start with, you know, what is your cost of production? What is your plan? What do you, what do you need to start to, to break even or make money? And that's where they really need to personalize their, their plan to their self because, uh, even basis difference as we start seeing these soybean plants coming online and, and seeing some influence in basis more so locally than further away, but their their circle of influence will continue to increase as they get more online and as, as more of these plants come online, we'll see that. And so, you know, the way we're talking with producers is, yeah, keep an eye on some of these bigger world issues because they might create a real quick opportunity, but more importantly, know your farm, know your operation, and know what what uh, points you want to have some orders in, and, and and have those orders, and be ready. You know, my my message this year all winter is, you know, 
be focused but flexible. You, you need to be focused and have a plan, but be ready to kind of take some one-offs. And you might need to do something a little bit different and, and be prepared for some kind of strange news or something that's going to happen. And, and if you need to throw in a couple of more orders, don't be afraid to do that. As long as, again, it all starts with the farm and their break-even, where do I need to start to make money? Let's get some orders in place and be ready to go. And, and I'm also telling people, don't don't hesitate to look at different tools that you haven't normally used. And one thing up in this area, we're seeing more and more use of or possible use of the crop insurance where they're, they're using area plan coverages, such like enhanced coverage options, supplemental coverage options, and using that as a somewhat of a future protecting, you know, we're, we're buying 95% coverage. And if the, the county comes in as expected, it's almost like a 95% of the current futures price, which we're going to be tracking here in February. So I don't know what that number is. But try to look at some of those type of things. Is, is these uh, a cheaper or easier way to have some price protection in place uh, that if the markets do move adversely, we can do it? But then also, at the end of the day, they have to sell their cash. So they still have to have their, their normal marketing plan. How are they going to disperse their bushels and where is it going to go? Um, so... Uh, I, I don't tell them to ignore the, the world news. Everybody has to pay attention on that and be prepared for some, some uh, news that may spread uh, some volatility um, and be ready to act. But it also has some other things. So, so again, like I said, my, my message is focused but yet flexible. Be ready to, to have to make some changes. Yeah, yeah, be ready to pivot if it need to. Exactly. With the uh, uh, geopolitical issues we were talking about, that also would include our expenses, our, our fuel prices, our fertilizer. Yeah, correct. And that's one thing that we have, you know, um, some of the fundamentals, unfortunately, brings us back to times of 2014, 15, 16. If we start looking at, at uh, you know, stocks to use ratio and ending stocks and some of those things, and those times in the market weren't real friendly to a lot of our producers. The good news is we were coming off really high input prices at that time, and they were very much slower to react. Um, our fertilizer, while still maybe a little bit higher, they they came back quicker than I expected. I mean, if you go back to uh, 2021 when we really started these rallies, including the inputs and the, the revenue side, they did react, and we have come down. And some of that's because, like you mentioned, whether it's it's energy or, or uh, other fertilizer factors, and, you know, of course, Russia influences that a little bit, but... Uh, as far as the, the quick run-up, those have come down a little quicker than they did in 2000 from 12, 13 into the to mid-teen years there where um, they came down quicker now than they did then. So our inputs have slightly lowered, um, not quite as fast as our revenue, but at least it's it's better than what it was in those those previous years. So I'm still just telling people, if you have those expenses locked in, that's the time to start marketing above those if we have the opportunity. If you don't have them locked in, you know, get a plan in place. Say, you know, where's it going to be, and 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 uh, what could you end up doing before you start doing some selling on it? So, uh, they they definitely need to know those numbers and those prices, though, as they look at this year's upcoming plan. Yeah, it all boils down to knowing your cost of production. Absolutely, and and, and that's that's where everything starts. And you you think of any business, farming's a business, and uh, if you are going to build something you want to know it's going to cost to build before you you know you sell it because you got to know that to put a selling price on it. Well, same thing with these these guys and their crops. They they have to know what it costs to raise that bushel, and that's what they know to start selling above that so that they can make some money. Yeah, exactly. Rob, anything else we need to be aware of here talking about crops before we maybe switch gears here and talk a little bit about some of the conferences that are coming up? Uh, the only other thing I mentioned is, is the livestock. Um, we still are, are fairly decent prices on the cattle side of things. 
Um, you know, when we talk uh, price risk and, and revenue risk, there's definitely those, and, and that live the LRP is still um, attractive. We're seeing a little more people look at that, especially on the feeders. You know, that gap between cash and the and the futures markets, uh, there's still a gap there. Looking at the fall here, October futures are roughly 30 some cents above today's cash, and for people to lock in some of those prices and guaranteeing those those calves in the fall are going to sell, you know, you can put them on unborn calves. I know we haven't started the calving season, uh, but you can buy that coverage. If you have the, the pregnant cows or heifers, you can still put that policy on place, and the prices are, you know, relatively good. They're relative to where they were a year ago. Uh, they weren't as high as they were in the summer, but still, a year ago we said they were pretty good prices. So we're, we're still at that stage here now. Um, in some cases, you know, maybe if they're they're buying some animals, it might be a little bit lower than their cost of production. But things to consider on on the livestock as well, especially the feeders. That's really uh, I've seen some attraction on that. With that market hasn't been as soft as the grain side. That actually has benefited a little bit from the the downturn in the grain side the grain market. So um, still got some decent prices there in the market on the cattle. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions if you don't understand something and and uh, get, get get your answers. Absolutely. Okay, you've got some uh, uh, conferences coming up here in February. You just had a, a big one here last week in Wilmer, uh, and you've got some more coming up in February. Yeah, speaking of looking for answers, we got a, a great list of uh, educators and, and people coming to town. Like you said, we had over, over 200 people at our conference down in Wilmer here uh, just recently. A lot of insights and information. Coming up on uh, Friday, the 9th of February, we're going to be in Fargo, and this is kind of an annual one that we've had for a long time. Uh, got some great speakers coming in, getting uh, some insight on the, the Washington, D.C. update, what's going on in Washington. I uh, got some guys talking about uh, the building, uh, the future of agriculture, what's going on with some of the technology and some things that are coming forward to our producers, as well as we're always managing risk and, and talking about the markets. i uh, got some guest speaker coming to, to give us some updates on what's going on in the market, and the interesting one I have here is uh, a La Nina is the one in control. We're, we're in an El Nino, but they're already predicting a La Nina. And uh, what is that going to mean? How fast is it going to switch? So some weather insights, what's, what are we going to see this summer? And that's all in Fargo. That's, it's a full day, February 9th. That's a Friday. We start at 9 o'clock. There is a virtual as well as an in-person registration. Uh, just register for whichever one you're going to attend. Um, you can go to that agcountry.com. You can find that information. Uh, we also have one that next Monday on the 12th of February up in, uh, in Jamestown. Uh, another great one, we, we have uh, an individual coming to do kind of a hands-on workshop of hedging and strategies for commodity markets. You can kind of do a hands-on there. Obviously, he's going to talk about the, the factors that are impacting the markets and then also give you an opportunity to do a little bit of, of hands-on there as well with some other insights from our egg country, uh, egg country staff in reference to um, different aspects, whether it's uh, possibly insurance or uh, um, succession retirement, some some other topics like that as well. All right. Any final thoughts, Rob? Uh, you know, just uh, it, it's that time of year. Maybe it's not the the most fun for some because it's a lot of behind the desk. But get your 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 paperwork figured out. I know uh, taxes are on a lot of people's mind right now as well. But um, if you ever have questions, feel free to, to reach out to us or myself. And uh, again, a lot of stuff is available on agcountry.com. You can find that. But just uh, be, start getting ready for, for next year. And you can't get ready too soon, especially on the marketing side. Get that plan in place and capture some of that opportunity should it present itself. Rob Fronning, Vice President of Insurance and Customer Education at Ag Country Farm Credit Services. If you have a question about a financial topic, we'd love to hear from you. You can send Ag Country a message on Facebook. 
You can uh, tweet them on X or you can submit your question using their website at agcountry.com.